the beauty of what Jesus came to do in the establishing of his kingdom is that we don't ha- our emotions don't have to be dictated based off what's happening. Real joy is based off what's happened. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast. Uh, Kyle and I are so excited to have you with us today as, as we are every week. And uh, we're celebrating Christmas around right, here. I don't know, I, you know about you, but I mean, we got the lights up. We're we're uh, we're eating ourselves out of our mind, <laughs> and uh, and there's a lot of joy. That's right. I mean, there's something about Christmas that just yeah. makes people happy. Yeah, it awakens a lot of emotions. Yeah. You know, you look at it. There, there's a full spectrum, a yeah. uh, full buffet, good, bad, and indifferent. Really, yeah. isn't it fascinating? The statistics are that more people are more suicides and there's more depression. And I think it's during Christmas seasons, I think people realize that uh, a lot of the temporary joy they have just doesn't doesn't do it for them. I think, you know, when you when you have a moment, moments highlight what's been happening, you know, and when you have a moment in your life, you know, this, there's good moments, bad moments, all those things. But then when you take a season. It, it's sort of in the Christmas season for a lot of people. This would be true for myself. It, 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 you take account. You sort of take account of, of where you are in your life. You take account of where your family is. And, and for a lot of people, the holidays awaken a lot of hurt. They awaken the reality of, hey, this world is broken and it is hard and there's darkness. And we've been in this series, Christmas series, that we've been looking at the incarnation of Christ, the coming of Christ. And what it was, what was prophesied about that, and so in Isaiah nine, you saw all those things. You heard Bill in the last couple of weeks share. At least I hope you did, because it was powerful, man. That a great light came. You know that we were living in darkness without any way forward or any bearings whatsoever as humanity. But then Jesus showing up on the scene brings about light that can help lead to truth, help lead to where what we need most. And and then we even looked. And heard about last week that Jesus didn't come just meek and mild. He came with a sword. That I, I love when Jesus would say, you think I can't bring peace? No, I can't. I've come to destroy the works of the devil. That Jesus came to stomp the head of the serpent on behalf of humanity so that we could be set free, that we could be liberated. And, uh, and it's, it, there's this invasion language in Isaiah 9. But I, I love when it comes to Christ establishing his kingdom here on earth, that this kind of evasion awakens something in humanity that we long for. And I think that's real joy, real joy. Isaiah 9, 3 says, you have multiplied the nation. Listen to this now. You have increased its joy. Talking about Jesus. They rejoice before you. See how many times we can get joy, joyous words in here. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. When they divide the spoil. Now, I, I love the emotion that, it, that Christmas season elicits. I mean, I think there's some noble, beautiful things to that. I married Miss Claus now. I mean, like Katie, my wife, she gets in the Christmas spirit early, right? And she has spread it to our kids, but I think she, do, she does so 
because she gets the source of joy, the source of joy around this season, that Jesus came to establish a kingdom and he came to implant into humanity, into people, the ability to have joy in the midst of real life, real joy in, in a real world. Here's, here's the truth. Our nation is founded in some ways beautifully uh, around some pursuits. Uh, one of those pursuits, though, uh, is short-sighted, that the mere pursuit of happiness doesn't always help. Because I, I like, I'm a, I'm a happy guy. I like being happy. There's nothing wrong with being happy. But happiness is based off what's happening. And so it's easy to be happy when everything's sunshine and rainbows. It's easy to be happy when there's peace. There's, there's easy, easy to be happy when things are up and to the right. The beauty of what Jesus came to do in the establishing of his kingdom is that we don't ha- our emotions don't have to be dictated based off what's happening. Real joy is based off what's happened. That Jesus did come. That Jesus did live, that he did live perfectly, died sacrificially, defeated sin in, in the cross and death in his resurrection. And because of that, we can have real joy in the midst of real life. When things are good, when things are tough, when, when things are light, when things are heavy. And I think a lot of times in this Christmas season, what we find and when people struggle and I'm very sensitive to that, what we're coming to grips with, what's the source of our true joy? Is the, the fact that our eternity secure and our emotions are centered around the finished work of Jesus Christ. I love this moment. I'll give you another picture of the invasion. In Luke 2, it says the same thing in a different way. It says, the angel said to them, fear not, for I bring you good news. I, I, one of the things that grieves me most is when the gospel of Jesus uh, doesn't sound like good news. <laughs> like the, the, the coming of Jesus Christ is the best news, is the best news possible because God came to earth to bring people ultimately to heaven. That God came to earth so that we can know him now, but also that we can have the promise of being with him forever. I bring you good news of what? You ready? Of great joy. Of great joy that will be for all the people. Uh, let me tell you, what a reviving work could look like for some this Christmas season is you get your joy back. You know what revival would look like for some of us in this season is that God, by His grace, restores the joy of our salvation. That, listen, that the lightness of God comes in a season of restored joy. That where God comes and ministers to us in the midst of our hardship and our hurt, and reminds us that he has finished on our behalf the greatest work that will ever be done, not just in his coming. Like I, I remember hearing a pastor say one day, the sad thing is many of us stop at a manger. Many of us stop at a manger, which is awesome that he came, but, but he, he also grew in wisdom and stature, favor with God and man. He also lived perfectly. He also went to a cross for us. He also defeated death in an empty tomb, stands, and then promised us all that he has for us in 40 days in resurrected state and ascended and promised, listen to me, to come again, to come again. Our joy is based and should be planted in that reality, that reality, and that he is Emmanuel even now, that he is God with us. 
And so I, I, I pray this Christmas season that you'd hear this proclamation again. I bring you good news of great joy. And then it says, that will be for all the people. That if you ever been around someone that is madly in love with the Lord Jesus and that they don't just make that happen on their own, but they also have this contagious joy, contagious joy. I, I think that they, some of those that I've been around and I hope to be that person, they most rightly represent the kingdom of God because it's not like they're, all of their life is sunshine and rainbows, but their source is always the same. Their source of joy is always the same. And so I just want to encourage you this Christmas season to lean in personally and have your joy, your joy restored in Jesus, but also to be that kind of contagious person that helps see it spread. Joy, joy has a way in someone of, of raising the joy level in others. In others. And Bill, I know you've seen this in, in Christmas time. Yeah, I have. And just I was just thinking about the privilege I've had of being in moments of God's presence. Yeah. And I've I've had the privilege of seeing that a, a lot. Sometimes yeah. it's personal, but yeah. in corporate moments when God has moved in revival right. and over weeks and yeah. And uh, you know, two things are the hallmark of the the residue of that. Yeah. One is an a a real pure love that yeah. just uh, I don't even know how to describe that. Right. But I remember the first time. We had a, a scheduled meeting for two weeks, and God just blew it up, mm-hmm. and it went into a third and a fourth mm-hmm. week. And I just didn't want to leave my people. I just wanted to—I didn't want to go watch a ball game or right. do something. I just wanted to be with people. Right. But the other hallmark is joy. Yeah. And it's because the person of Christ is manifested. Yeah. And you see him, right. and you just everything's right, yeah. you know. And, it's, and and people think of, you know, they kind of have this idea of revival like sinners in the hands of an angry God, and right. that there's a part of that. Sure. But the end result of encountering Jesus, yeah, is just pure joy. Yeah, in your presence, there's fullness of fullness joy. Fullness of joy. <laughs> often when you're discipling, people say, "Well, what's that like?" And I said, "Well, I can tell you so much." I would rather you experience it. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that there's places in God's presence personally for you in your everyday life right. that you'll go, well, now I know what that joy is. And I love this Isaiah 9, yeah. the New American uh, translation says about Christ coming, you shall increase, increase. Yeah. their gladness. Yeah. So, in, in other words, it's I got joy, yeah. but then I got more joy yeah, and more measure. joy and more joy. And I, have a feeling that's just endless yeah. for all of eternity. So wouldn't it be cool if we would open up our hearts? What we what we need is not just, just an experience or just the right environment. Mm. We need him. Yeah. He's the one who brings joy. Yeah. And I wonder if we could pray for that yeah. uh, for this Christmas season. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that don't have it. And uh, so let's just... Just for a minute, let's go to prayer, and I wonder if you would pray with us. And and before we say much to the Lord, I wonder if you would think of places in your life where you just don't have joy. There's just no. There's just no joy.
And I wonder if you'd think of people in your life that just have not experienced much joy. And I wonder if you would take a moment and pray for those personal spots and for those people that you love that you would encounter the Lord of joy mm-hmm. <laughs> this Christmas. Mm-hmm. If something would happen, that that friend that you have that's so depressed and hurting, that Jesus would, just as he came 2,000 years ago, he would manifest himself to them in a way that was absolutely unexplainable. Would you pray for that right now? And Kyle, would you just pray for us that that the joy would come yeah. in extraordinary ways? So Lord, I, I just thank you, Jesus, that you are our joy. Uh, Lord, that you are perfect and abounding in love toward us and that you can rightly fill our hearts with genuine joy mm-hmm. because of who you are, that, Lord, by being with you in your presence, there is that. So I just pray for an invasion mm-hmm. of joy. Please, God. God, that it would just fill the hearts of your sons and daughters this mm-hmm. Christmas season, and that whole families would experience the joy of the Lord, Father, of knowing you, knowing what you have to say about us, Lord, knowing your love for us, God, knowing your pursuit of us, God, knowing the gifts you have for us. God, just knowing who you are, God, would make our hearts filled, filled with joy, Mm -hmm. God. So I pray that you would come and set people free, set people free from a heaviness, God, from that, Lord, would put off that heaviness, God, and put on a garment of praise because, Lord, we have joy in you. So, God, I, I pray for miracles, miracles in, in listeners' uh, lives this year, this Christmas season, and then in beyond them, Lord God, to those they're praying for. I, I'm, I'm thinking of people as we're sitting here praying that they would experience the joy of the Lord this Christmas, God. Mm-hmm. So please do that, uh, Lord, and that would be a great reviving work, That's a right. great reviving work. So let it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, I, I just thinking as you're praying to give our people a challenge. Yeah. And here's a little challenge during the Christmas season. You're going to have a lot of unjoyful moments. You're going to have some unjoyful moments. Yeah, right. It just happens. You're going to get sad, discouraged. Something's not going to go right. Somebody's going to say something, do something. Right. In that moment, yeah. look to Jesus. That's right. Just look to Jesus and, and just pause and pray and say, Lord, you know what? I don't care what's going on here. You're my joy. Mm. And would you restore the joy mm. of your work in my life? That's for you personally. And here's a second challenge. Every time over the next 30 days you see somebody that has no joy, would you pray for the reviver to come mm. to them? And that, that the testimony of their life would be, I don't know what happened, Mm-hmm. Jesus just came to me this Christmas mm-hmm. and made himself known, and I have joy for the first time in my Amen. life. So pray for yourself in those moments and pray for every person you see. Well, again, thank you for joining us on the One Cry podcast. I'd strongly encourage you to check out the website, onecry.com. There's plenty of resources there mm-hmm. to help you even facilitate your prayer life. And like always, we'd encourage you to really share this. Don't just listen to it mm-hmm. personally and, and then walk away and deal with what God's doing with you, send it to somebody that you know would be a great encouragement 
to them. And let, let me remind you of this resource, uh, the One Cry book that Byron and I wrote. Uh, again, there are six principles. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, David said, Lord, let me know your ways so that I may know you. Every man or woman of God needs to know the ways of God. Yeah. So there are six principles in here about revival and awakening that are universally true about, about His ways, and we ought to know them. Right. And here's the reason. If you don't know them, you don't cooperate with right. them, and we miss them. So here's a way for us to join in with God in what He's doing. Nice. I hope you get a copy of One Cry. That's awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing you next week and make sure uh, to take these things and apply them. See you next time.